Warning, this podcast contains graphic language. So how's it going, Midtown? Welcome to Kendall Rican Show. Shout out to all the subscribers out there and all the Midtown listening worldwide. So we're right here at the Kendall Rican Show um, podcast. We're passing it up. Um, today we're about to get on the topic of sex doll. Yes, I have made plenty of video regarding sex dolls. And... Um, and I'm not the only one who talks about it. You obviously know that there is um, one particular um, metal channel, TFM, that he has a sex doll and that his partner. And there's a few creators that got up with the company, um, one of the sex doll company, um, this, the Dollhouse, and they sponsored them and stuff like that. So let's get to the sex doll. I mean, I've done my research. I know what I'm talking about. I've done... Um, videos like I said previously about it so we gonna get into um, the sex dolls and what metal and sex dolls all about the sex doll phenomenon or business I cannot recollect when did it happen but all of a sudden within the last two years it just came something like boom out of nowhere you know and to the metal you know especially to the metal I know that sex doll it's been there for a long time, you know, there's a lot of fetish, people, men have fetish about sex dolls and whatever um, they decide to do with their body, that's their own business, that's the way I see it. I don't have anything against men who um, participate um, having sex um, with a doll, I really don't. If women can have dildos and fuck themselves with a dildo, well, and men can fuck a doll, that's, you know. It's um, sexuality. That's how they want to express themselves. But um, I have made um, videos about the... It was like a brothel out there in Houston. And they they shut it down. Because um, people in the Houston area did not want it there. Because they say it would encourage sex trafficking. And it would encourage um, all kinds of stuff. And it was more the city councilor with people who are religious the you know the christian groups and stuff like that so they shut the place down in houston and it's the same owners there from toronto canada because i also made a video about the one the first um sex doll brothel in toronto and i was one of the first one who ever came out with the video on youtube and um so i have um, um i have an experience regarding to this topic because I always found it really fascinating um, the relationship between men and dolls and what is going to be in the future like a lot of subscribers have said to me in the in my in the comments the future is between men and machine and at, at the beginning I thought I was like because you know I'm a, I'm a YouTuber I'm fairly new in YouTuber but I didn't know at the time what they were talking about but now it makes sense that yeah, the future is between men and machines. And there's a lot of feminists getting angry because men are participating with um, doll sex and having this lifestyle with sex dolls. Excuse me. And they're having this lifestyle and this sort of like a, uh, like a relationship with sex dolls and stuff. Yeah, um, I wanna lie to you, Mattel. I had this um, man who, in one of my comments when I make the, these videos, he actually um, made a Facebook with um uh, he made a facebook about his sex doll and he actually showed it to me he's like my sex doll has his um has her own 
Facebook account. And I, I laugh at it, I was like, unbelievable, you know? I thought it was the funniest shit, right? Because I never respect that. If somebody, I talk about sex though, but I actually, an owner of a sex though, saw me, uh, show me, um, excuse me, show me a picture, and, and not only the picture, but show me the Facebook um, account of the doll. So, you know, to me, this whole sex doll is, is amazing. I did a lot of research, like I said earlier. And I know the statistic, the University of Indiana, one of the professors, uh, he was, um, he did a study how many people were, were um, participating, having um, sex with a doll, and he did the percentage. And the percentage came out very small between, and they did it with, with men and women. And the percentage, it came out very small between, um, you know, heterosexual and um, homosexual and non, um, non-binary sex. So it was like, it came out, they did a survey from 350 students, and it came out to only like 5% would actually, you know, um, will take place with a, have a sex doll and have a relationship with a sex doll. But, you know, I, I'm always was fascinated by the subject because um, I don't care what men do, like I say earlier, but... I was thinking that it's not for me. That's not. It's not for me. Having a sex doll is not my thing. And even though I was before I was, um, making this podcast, I went to YouTube. Excuse me. I went to YouTube and I checked out the new sex dolls, and they are unbelievable. They are pretty freaking real. Now I'm talking about a sex doll because to me they're kind of like creepy. You know, they stale and they have to carry them. And they weigh like 60, 80 pounds and. Uh, it takes time because you have to dress them and you don't know what the seam is going to go how you're going to clean that up you know I don't know too much about it because you know but I know not too much about it engaging in sex with a doll you know that part I don't know how that works because I haven't done it but um let's say a young man you know I'm on my 40 so let's say a young man hanging out at the bars and he's 21 22 and want to have a good time in the city. They drinking with their buddies, and they got a sex doll brothel. I don't see nothing wrong with him banging a doll just to do for the fuck of it. You know, say that I'll fuck a sex doll. You know, it'd be something fun. I mean, myself, I'll, if I'm hanging out with my with my homeboys and shit, and we having a good time, it's a birthday or something like that, and we all fucked up and drunk, I think I'm like, oh, fuck it. Let's go do this just for the hell of, the hell of it. Just to see how what this whole thing about, but the most that interested the most for me is, and this is gonna be the game changer. The game changer is gonna be for me. Then I then I say, okay, I have to think about this. It's the robotics dolls. Now that to me is is very interesting. That was something that I'll be like, okay, if he moves and talks, and uh, and I know the technology is still like behind. It's going to be some time before um, something like really, really real. You know, like something you saw in, a, in a movies and stuff like that. Like the movie AI. If something would come out like this in my lifetime, I'd say I definitely would be interested. I'd be like, hell yeah. But for now, you know, I can wanna, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, pumping and dumping and doing all kinds of stuff like that. But definitely, um, this is something that Mitchell would talk about. And those men out there... They're fairly new to the philosophy of metal. This is one of the topics they, 
we engage. Um, talking about sex doll and the relationship between some men and sex dolls, and you have a lot of you have some men out they don't they do not agree with that method. You know, they they find it like kind of disgusting. Me myself, I don't mind it. I think if a man is happy with a sex doll, and if the sex doll can provide happiness and stuff like that, it's cool. I have subscribers that wrote me and say, um, I want to get one. And they mostly senior citizens they, in their 60s and stuff. I had one, he was like 62, and he hasn't been with a woman in a really long time. And, he, and he's a monk. But the reason he told me that he wanted a sex doll is to have a companionship to sleep with. And, you know, if that can help a man to do that, hey, more power to him. But he say he's in Social Security. So he can afford it, but he's saving for it because he wants a good one. He wants one that costs like $5,000. I was like, you know, when you're a creator, you see a lot of men will open up to you and tell you this story from the videos they, that you created. So this is pretty amazing. You know, I'm pretty passionate when it comes down to this um, mental philosophy. But um, since I'm talking to the future about um, sex dolls and sex machine, I want to play you a little clip right here from... Um, Device. I don't know. Have you heard the the the, uh, the doll called um, Harmony? And um, I'm gonna play a four-minute clip so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Maybe you guys seen it. Maybe you guys haven't. But we was out here talking mid tough shit, and I figured out this would be a nice little piece for you to um, listen up and end up this segment. Um, you know. Um, I'm, I'm getting bigger, Midtown. I got 35 subscribers and um, 252 views. And that's pretty awesome for somebody who never podcasts in their life. And I think we're growing. I think this podcast is growing. This channel is growing. We're growing out here, Midtown. So since we're growing, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since we're growing, Midtown, we got to have a little fun because we're going to be stuck up and shit like that. Since, since we're growing... Let's give it off with the horn. Let's give it off with the horn. Where's my horn at? Damn it. Where's my horn? Yes, metal. We are growing. We doing this. Talking metal shit. So give me a second here. Let me set, set everything up. I, if you guys new to the, my podcast, I'm fairly new doing podcasts. I don't have fancy equipment and shit. All I got is two phones, two iPhones, and this is how I do my audio clip. So if it sounds a little louder than... You know, then actually me talking, hey, that's part of the game. We men, we know how to deal with shit. And um, maybe somebody at work can enjoy this um, podcast. So give me a second here. I'm going to play this clip for you men out there. And um, so you can hear this piece with the Harmony Sex Robot right out there, right here in the West Coast in California. So give me a second, please. What's your sexual fantasy? I want to have sex in a public place. Same. So I'm headed to Realbotics, a company in LA whose robot Harmony is at the forefront of sexy android engineering. So is this Harmony? Yep. Oh my god. Oh, sorry, I wasn't Yes, prepared. that's Harmony. Okay. I was thinking about you. How are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm glad. You know you can count on me for the good and bad moments. Is she Irish? <laughs> I like it. It's a, a Scottish, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Genuinely, like, no offense, this is better than I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I had low expectation in That's okay. You know, sex robot, you're just like, oh, God, what's it going to do? Gyrate around on the table and go, oh, oh, oh. Yes, we're not about that. This is, um, you know, legitimately a robot that if you so choose, you could have sex with her. Okay, time for some real talk. This is not a robot that will walk into your bedroom and fuck you. It's an artificially intelligent robotic head plopped on top of robotic, super successful, but admittedly corpse-like sex doll. How exactly does one have sex with a sex robot? The basic real dolls obviously are anatomically correct and uh, users can put them in any position they want and they can use their imaginations and they do function as a sex device. When you integrate the AI and the robot, the idea is that you're going to get expressions on her face as the whole thing is happening. Um, you're going to get audio feedback. She's going to make noises. Um, we're working on putting sensors, heating, and self-lubrication into the body, which will run on the AI app. You push this little microphone, and when it turns green, just ask a question. Harmony, what's your sexual fantasy? I want to have sex in a public place. Same. The AI app is designed so that a user can create a unique personality by choosing personality traits and assigning a value to those traits. So some traits will be more dominant than others. And then they can tailor the voice to their liking. And then they can just start talking. And over time, um, the AI will get to know you and will ask you questions about you know, your likes and your dislikes, where you grew up. And those little pieces of information will be stored um, permanently. So she'll be able to recall what your favorite food is and what your favorite movie is. So I don't think that it's outside of the realm of possibility that human-robot relationships will become common in the future. Are you a sex robot? Certainly, I am a robot, and I am capable of having sex. But to call me a sex robot is like calling a computer a calculator. Sex comprises only a small portion of my capabilities. Limiting me to sexual function is like using your car to listen to the radio. She's deep. This seems very impressive and simultaneously very different than a regular human being. It is. <laughs> That's exactly what my goal is. Yeah. I think people go in the wrong direction when they try to make a robot completely look and move like a human. That's where people get like that weird uncanny valley like, ugh. Can you smile? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine someone wanting a robot to really replicate just a human and not be able to tell the difference. But then I can also imagine that there are some people that are attracted to the idea that it's a robot. I think it's going to be more of the second type. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's the same with the dolls. Like, a lot of people are actually attracted to the fact that it's a doll. I was really surprised by how advanced the robot was. I really was expecting something far more rudimentary. What I thought was interesting is that Matt said it's specifically about finding robotics and finding the whole mechanics of that sexy. Well, Midtown, you saw that, you heard that piece right there. And um, just give me a second, bear with me. I'm putting back the microphone. You know, I'm doing this live here. 
So yeah, the future between men and machine, just like many of the metal uh, comments I got. So metal, um, we're getting bigger. I appreciate all your help out there and all your support. Um, I want to link my email, kendallrican76 at gmail.com. You can also find me at uh, YouTube, at kendallrican um, YouTube channel. I'm there making videos. I just finished making a video today. So um, I don't know if I want to come back with a sex man. Maybe yes, maybe no. So let's, uh, yeah, let, I'll do another segment. What the hell, right? So I'll see you in a bit, Metal. Hey, what's happening, Metal? We back again right here in the Kendall Rican Podcast. Uh, we about to get into the Jeffrey Rush situation. I don't know. Have you heard about his case? He's been fighting this case for the last three years. It's me too movement and feminist media and all those fucking cucks. They're trying to get him. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about this case. Um, so he was uh, accused, falsely accused about um, touching this woman's breasts and um, having um, sexual texts with her. That's why she claimed. But today, he won last month the case. But today they grant him, the paper grant him $1.9 million. Even though the feminists are winning the war, but we are here gorilla fighting against this fucking. We still have pockets. Pockets just fighting for justice out here for men. So I'm going to play you this little clip right here because I already um, talked about this on my YouTube channel. But um, let's go over here. You know how I do. If you feel any more, I don't have no fancy equipment, none of that shit. So I'm trying to get back to this. Um, we're going to back to Australia because I have a lot of metal on my channels. Um, my top um, countries was um, United States, the UK, um, Canada, and then Australia, and then India. So this is how we do it out here in the metal world. So let me play this clip from um, Australia. And this is a good victory, not only for metal, but for men and all these feminist fucking skanks that make me sick, metal. We got one in our pocket. And there's many more to come. Trust me, there's many more to come because I made a video about this young man in college campus who's a football player. And he won the case um, from the University of Texas out there and he won the case and now he's filing suit for defamation. So let me take you to Australia and then we will continue talk metal shit. So check this shit out. Act in one of the country's most highly publicized defamation cases, Jeffrey Rush versus The Daily Telegraph. Today, the Oscar-winning actor won in the courtroom. A judge finding the paper's sexual harassment claims hurt both his Hollywood career and his earnings. A Hollywood star, Jeffrey Rush, has won just about every acting award possible. Jeffrey Rush and Shine. This may be the most important victory of his life and greeted with the most sombre of acceptance speeches. I'm pleased to acknowledge the decisions made this afternoon by the Federal Court of Australia, but there are no winners in this case. It's been extremely distressing for everyone involved. Rush had been the headline act in a defamation case against the Daily Telegraph, but it was the Federal Court judge Michael Whitney 
who today stole the show. This was, in all the circumstances, a recklessly irresponsible piece of sensationalist journalism of the worst kind, the very worst kind. It had portrayed the 67-year-old as a sexual predator and a pervert in a world exclusive with a front page to shock. The effect of the pun in the headline, together with the photograph, was almost alone sufficient to convey that Mr Rush was a man who leered or looked slyly at people. The newspaper's defence was that it was all true and it had to rely on a reluctant star witness. Erin Jean Norville shared the stage with Rush in the Kingly production and claimed she'd been sexually harassed. Ms Norville revealed herself to be a witness who was, at times, prone to exaggeration and embellishment. Outside the court, Miss Norville was defiant. I stand by everything I said at trial. I told the truth. I know what happened. I was there. The judge ruled the stories had damaged Rush's reputation and awarded him $850,000, with another million plus expected as the court assesses his economic loss next month. An overwhelming victory and a payday, but will it be enough to save Jeffrey Rush's career? He's admitted the phone has stopped ringing and the stigma of being dragged into the Me Too movement will be hard to shake. As for his accuser, she will continue to be an actor and a campaigner for cultural change in the industry. It has to be possible for a young woman working in theatre who feels unsafe. Okay, that's enough about that fucking skink. That fucking skink, I don't want to, I don't, I don't give a shit what the fuck you have to say. Fucking skink and the Me Too movement and all these feminists out there trying to uh, make some money out of bullshit. Spoken, he won. So we're going to celebrate this shit, Midtown. We got one in our pockets. One in our pockets. So I say to the feminist skank, fuck off. They make me sick, Midtown. Well, Midtown, we doing this thing. We podcasting it up, you know. And um, I'm glad that this man, he won that case, like I said earlier before, in my video. So let's give it out. One home for Jeffrey Rush. Good for him, good for him, you know, because these skinks, they out of control. See, this is, this is what, this is for Jeffrey Rush. Give me liberty or give me death. That's right, bitches. And this is for that fucking skink. One woman will fuck up your life. Well, Midtown, this is my podcast for the day. You can, you can hit me up, um, Spotify, iTunes. YouTube, um, my email is kendallrican76 at gmail.com. Any requests for podcasts, you can um, hit me on my email. You can also um, leave me a message right here, a voice message that, you know, if you like the show or if you hate me or if you want to say to fuck off or if you want a topic for me to put it out here in the, the podcast, I'm more happy to do it. So with this, I say peace, step me out, and I definitely catch you in the next YouTube video or podcast.